The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too And welcome to My Brother, My Brother, Me, an advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your... I'm trapped. What's even the point? And I'm your okay. sweet baby brother and 30 under 30 media luminary, Griffin McElroy. I'm just going to stick with we it. Se- Travis, what's wrong? We, see, we seem to have joined Travis in media res. I uh, missed let's, it. Let's take a step back and see what happened. I missed it. What? I Which missed one? it. Which did you miss of them? <sighs> I missed 420. Oh, shoot. Oh, Trav. I know. I know. What were I wasn't, you? What were you doing? I wasn't paying attention. I was just, I was just Griffin. Nothing. That's the thing. Oh like, shoot. I just, I just didn't. You know. Yeah. So you like you got up and you were like just going about your day and you did smoke like a little bit of weed, like one or two joints, and but then, just normal, just the normal amount. The normal amount, not like the not like the buck wild amount that you're supposed to do on the uh, funny weed day. Trav, I'm so sorry, buddy. Well, you know, it's one of the things. It happens when you work from home and you don't own a calendar and, like, you just, you know, all the days start to run together. Like, I forgot it was April for a while. You know what I mean? So, like, and it wasn't until, you know, I, on the 21st, all of my friends, all my weed friends were like, so what did you get up to yesterday? And I was like, yeah, I just, just smoked a normal amount of weed and went on about my day. And they were Shoot. like, what? Yeah. And then, so not only did I miss it, I was also embarrassed in all the forums. It's such an inspiration to me that 420 is able to, you know, usually people would, would start to think it passe. They would start to think that scene is over. It's played. 420, we get it, everybody, hysterical. But 420, it's just so good and right yeah. to have a day about weed that everybody's just like, let's not ruin this for ourselves. Like, let's just all try to be cool about the fact that this is a day about weed you, and, like, celebrate that. If you want to come for my 420, you better be prepared for me to come for your Halloween. It's like, what if today it's just all pumpkins and candy and costumes? Like, Why? Why? Yeah. Why well, it's just like that. it's just like the way that people have embraced June 9th or like March 11th is like well March you know, just, March 11th is National 311 Day where we all get together exactly. and we also I will say smoke a considerable amount of weed and listen to 311 right. together true um, and which is funny because on 420 I usually listen to 311 and smoke an inordinate amount they're interchangeable weed. really yeah. those two dates. But then there's you know, June 9th, which I think is special for everyone. Obviously, nice, nice. <laughs> You idiot. You know, the, um, <laughs> it's dumb. Um, uh, I, I think I'm going to start becoming a Halloween hipster in the same way that some people are hipsters about 420. Mm-hmm. I think tra- I just say, like, you know, I wore costumes every day last week. Yeah. I don't need a special day for, you know, that kind of thing. You're being, ch- you're being um, childish with your jokes about pumpkins and candy and sweets and costs. I'm being childish. Fuck off. Life is so, fu- be- life is so fucking hard. Can you not give me these little checkpoints where I can have just like so- a little unnecessary celebration some people need to wear costumes to help with chronic pain like yeah i get it 
I I just I just I don't like people who are down on on holidays for any reason. It's just the year is just long stretches of bullshit garbage. And then we get one day where we can log on to Twitter and say that we're smoking weed even though we haven't known where to buy weed in 15 years. It just let us have that. Let me please. have it. Please. Please let me just make jokes about it. I haven't weeded in so long. Not since I lived in California where it's everywhere. Where it's all over. Well, I I can I can well, say that's inaccurate, Travis. I I can confirm. I may oh, yeah. have well that was not recreational though, Justin. That was professional weeding. <laughs> yeah, we expensed that. That was expensed weed. Um <laughs> Boy. How did you spend the the fourth twenty? Justin. Well, I was uh Tra- I was doing interstate travel, which, yes, did make things a little more challenging, mm-hmm. uh, for sure. But I uh, just sort of drew a lot of pot leaves on my binders, cool. my various cool. binders. Nice. Uh, I drew pot leaves and white out on those. Uh, took a couple coats, but uh, I got a look that I'm very proud of. And then I drew a guy with a big hat and a funny coat kind of giving a thumbs up. Nice. And he was like... Yeah, it was cool too, and he was kind of like ha- having some weed. You yeah, know, sure. you could tell he was like about to or knew where or had been with weed. Yeah, in yeah. That way, I that um, way. I spent it. I spent it by um, unloading about eighteen ounces, made about uh, forty G's. So. <laughs> I think you probably took it a little far. Yeah, I'm, you know. I'm like fucking Walgreens, you know. I come for that. I come for that. That Valentine's Day candy <laughs> uh, momentum. Um, the hey. best time to buy pot at Walgreens is April 21st. Everyone a lot of people that. forget this, but if you go in there on April 21st, they are giving the stuff away. But I mean, don't, basically. He, listen, but if you don't get there till like 3 p.m., it's all just going to be like white marijuana. You know what I mean? The gross kind that nobody wants. You know <laughs> those cr- those crunchy normal flakes. Exactly. No, thank no, thank <laughs> you. Um, should we advise? Uh, yeah, this is an advice show, ostensibly. Uh, so we take your questions, turn them alchemy-like into wisdom. This first one is well. There's I don't know who it's from. It's a very short question. I'm going to play paintball for the first time. Hell yeah. Advice strategies. That's from somebody. I don't know. That question made me really, really happy because it's been a long time since we got just like really straightforward to the point. I just want to say, side note, hi, everybody. This is Travis McRoy, who goes through all the questions every week. Please stop ending your questions with, am I good? (laughs) It's It's like all of them, huh? Please stop. It's like 75% of questions end with, am I good? And am I good is not an uh, actionable, advisable position. That's not a good question. In the retail industry, we call that a closed uh, question. We need an open-ended question yeah, thank here. Thank you. That's like, what I like instance, about this. Like, for instance, this essentially Yahoo answer question, can you give me advice and strategies for paintball? I will say this. The last time I played paintball was at a buddy's bachelor party, and it was about um, it was about uh, 48 degrees outside, and I ran around and scampered and did my fucking Sam Fisher techniques all over that battlefield, and I breathed in so much of that cold Texas air that I got extremely sick for the wedding the next day. So nice. just watch, don't just watch that. I'm not saying you're getting, you're going to a wedding tomorrow, but just don't like this. This is very much the same as my laser tag advice. Do not overexert yourself in all things. I, 
I want to congratulate this person because they have obviously come to the right place. Oh, for, yeah. They've come to My Brother, My Brother, Me, a tactical podcast. And I think that that, that that shows a lot, that your head's already where it needs to be, turning to the right people to support you. You know, if you have even a modicum of strategy with a paintball, everybody else is just afraid to get shot. You have to live without that fear. You have mm-hmm. to get beyond that fear. Um, and be more sort of uh, a symbol. That's the thing that people forget with paintball is that everybody's running around Sam Fisher style. Mm-hmm. And what you lack in that way is is nobody to stand up and say, I am your God now. Die for me. Yes. I'm the 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 reaper. You know, you fo- get in line, follow behind me. And uh, I will lead you to victory or Valhalla or whatever sort of promises you want to make of glory and death. And and that's the thing that people forget to do is become a symbol that people can believe in. Also, just as a aesthetic, wear clothes that are already spattered in paint and then it's oh, hard mm, to tell yeah. if they hit you. That's good. That. That's or good. just wear the mask and like as little protective clothing as you like want that says like I'm not I'm not scared. I'm not scared of the painful welts that I will develop from your balls of paint. Come at I'm me. A, I'm looking at a list of terminology here on Wikipedia cuz um okay. I thought it would be funnier than it actually is. <laughs> there, there is an entry on here that says um street ball, paintball played by those who do it simply for the love of the sport. Yes. Aren't you just Yeah, you're describing 99.999. There's like one person out there who is a professional paintballer, and I'm sure those people exist, who are just like, oh, fuck, another day of paintball. Pretty much everybody else is out there like, (laughs) (laughs) great. You know what? People don't do enough like covert, like black ops paintball maneuvers. Like, Bring your own armbands so you can switch teams at will. You mm. know what I mean? Um, this both works as espionage, but also if your team is losing, well, now you're on the red team and you're winning. Just like that. You know what I mean? Or like maybe go hide in the woods until the whole match is over so you don't get shot. Oh, you know? yeah, that fucking Hacksaw Ridge shit. Yeah, and then you Love come out that. and you're like, actually, the last person standing was on the blue team. Whap, whap, whap. And you like take out the last red team member. Um, no, that's and, not and how. You know, that's not how Hacksaw did it. Now, I did just watch Hacksaw Ridge over the shoulder of somebody sitting in front of me on the airplane, and so I feel way. pretty. Um, that movie is, by the way, as far as I can tell, is a two-hour-long cut of that one scene in Saving Private Ryan where all the people get horribly injured on the beach. It's just mm-hmm. like uh, I think that was Clint Eastwood made that one, and he was like, "I really like that scene. People walk around, legs blowed up." Mel Gibson. It was Mel. Oh, it was Mel doing that one. Well, that makes Gil a lot, That makes a lot more sense now because he likes that saw shit. But it's just like, man, I like that part of the movie. I'd love for it to be two hours. Just a lot of people wandering around, horribly, horribly injured. I love it. You know what, Griffin? You know, I agree. Why do all these war movies always have to show people getting hurt? You know what I mean? Where's the fun side? Success, success, Where's the success, card game? Every, every four the minutes, Black stuff. Every four minutes, somebody jumps on a fucking grenade in that movie. It's like they had this new like gut launching technology that they were like really fucking psyched to use. Um, the, the problem with paintball is that no matter how tactical you get, if you pull some sneaky shit and some cool shit and blast a bunch of people, the problem with paintball is they 
are immediately able to comment on what you have done for them. You know, in war, when you kill people in war, mm-hmm. I bet you probably feel guilty later. Mm-hmm. But like in the immediate, you don't get people like, oh, man, come why on. Did you, why did you do that? Come on, <laughs> man. This is not, that's not cool. We were all facing the other way and you came up behind the thing. Oh, man. It was Todd's birthday and you shot him. You shot Todd on his birthday. This was for him. You ran me through with a bayonet off, man. Man. Come on. Come on, man. You got me. What you were in the tree. We were all marching forward in straight lines in our bright red coats and you guys were just like hiding in the trees and the bushes and shit. Man. Man, you. Man, you burned all our Johnny cakes. Come on, what a turd. You shot my butt, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Look at that turd. Those turds are using paint cannons and shooting a bunch of people at once. Come on. These blankets are just soaked in paint. (laughs) You just put paint all over the blankets. Come on. Um, Come on. I don't don't have- You're not supposed to go in the river. (laughs) Come on, that's off limits. They told us. Um, do y'all want to know who? How come Civil War reenactors don't use fucking paintball guns? Wouldn't that be the sweetest? Wouldn't that elevate Civil War reenactment if they were just like, pop, pop, pop. Like, I know that you're feeling a little bit of that pain. Like, you want to get in it? Get in it. You want to get in, in it? Here. Yeah, you want to be in, in George Washington's fucking mindset? Mm-hmm. Civil War hero George Washington? You want to be in that mindset? Uh-huh. Okay. But there will be a cost, a pain cost. It's going to sting have- you and zing you. Have I told you guys my idea for uh, a maybe billion dollar idea for war reenactments? Oh, I thought you were just going to say war. I'd be like, no, <laughs> no, it's, I, two, I, it's I, a gun. It's two guns attached <laughs> front to I back. Called, I call them pre-enactments, and it's like future wars that you're staging um, and how you think they would go. And it could go so far as to like you know the year thirty. 17 you know what i mean and it's uh-huh. like this is what i think war will be like in the future but the nice mm, thing about yeah. pre-enactments is they can end however you want oh you sure know, it's you don't you don't have to feel like just because maybe the uh you know the uh the union one that doesn't hold up in pre-enactments you could do whatever you want and it could be different every time Technically, every time that two nerds are flying their drones close to each other and then they crash into each other and fall to the ground, that's technically a, re-ena- a pre-enactment of the 3017 drone drone battles. And it's also copyright infringement. TM, TM, TM. TM, TM. Drone battle. War reenactment. Let's just, and I, I think, Trav, we could do a pretty good job accurately pre-enacting the next war with today's political stuff. I don't follow. That's what, going, is there something going on. What, is there something going on? A lot of so it. So here's... Here's another question. About, um, you don't want a Yahoo? Uh, Yahoo. It's a Yahoo question. It's a Yahoo question. I wanted to celebrate Science March, which mm. um, just saying, you, know, you and Sydney and Chuck participated in. Yes. Um, is Science March like 420? It's it 422, like, actually. Okay. Uh, after after sort of that good head buzz worn off, it's like, get, let's get out there and win one for science. This one was sent in by Casey Mayer. Thank you, Casey. It's Yahoo Answers user question mark who asks, if all the birds in the world held on to a tree and fly up, will the world move? Science. Damn. Damn, dude. This 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 one would work for 420 or Science Day. If all hmm. the birds in the world. Grab into, it, it would have to be a big old tree. Big, big, big tree. Deep roots, right? Not to yank them out of the ground. Deep, well, here's deep, the deep thing. Here's the thing. Here's I'm talking the about a, a Yidrasil situation. I 
know the answer to this, I think, maybe. But here, we often run into this. I feel this urge to point out actual logical answers to this because I know that there will be people on Twitter after the episode goes up and says, like, I can't believe you guys didn't say blank. But that, but blank is really funny. And everybody, everybody listening at home, I know there are bir- there are birds who eat other types of birds, and so this sort of bird union would never happen. I get it, but play with us. Just have some fun. Just you might play have to do, with me. Like birds on birds on birds, like a bird that stands on another bird's shoulder. Oh Just man! Because I don't know how big a tree you could find that would have enough branch space. But if the birds all kind of locked together, Voltron s eagle holds the branch, hawk holds the eagle. Fucking uh-huh. pigeon holds Tur- the hawk, sparrow Turducken. holds the pigeon. Yes, yes. And then now we're talking about eight wings. That's a lot of torque. That's a lot of lift. Yeah. Is there any actual answers? Did anybody try to like be smart about it? In I the, mean, there's a lot the of you'll rip the tree out of the ground before it will apply Boo. force. Boo. Boo. Play with Play us. With Play me. with us. Um, if the birds were holding on to trees all over the world, they'd be going against each other. Yeah, no shit. That it's was never even part of the tree, fucking equation. Dummy. One tree, one big yidrasil. Um Yahoo Answers user Pranit says, uh, an exciting question. I agree. Oh. Um, I think <laughs> an it, intriguing I, conundrum. <laughs> um, I think it can happen. This could follow Newton's first law of motion, which I think states that if a bunch of birds hold onto one tree, mm-hmm. they can fly the world away. Um... Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, there's a lot of people, there's probably a lot of naysayers about that, but there is a chance that after the Allfather, creator of the Allspark, uh-huh. finished creating the Earth uh, and Cybertron simultaneously, yes, yes. after the Allfather can, can finish his work, he was going over, it's like, mm, everything looks good, everything looks good, and then one of the um, All Angels came to him and said, uh, Allfather, what? Is and he's like, oh <laughs> shit, oh god, damn it, yo, all father, damn, you made, sh- you made a lot of birds. Did you stop to I, think that maybe uh, there's a lot of them, huh? I'll talk, Woof. to I'll talk to one of the birds to make sure at least one doesn't show up. So it'll be, I'll, I'll make Jerry the bird promise that he won't go. It'll be fine. I like, to think, I like to think that if these birds do accomplish this feat and then Earth is tossed into a state of uh, orbital decay that leads mm-hmm. to our sl- agonizing march into the sun's molten core, yeah, we really can't be too pissed off about that, right? Because it's like, birds, you, nobody's ever, nobody, all- no human's ever done anything that cool, birds. Like, literally all of you came together to hurl our planet into the sun. And this, it's is like, brain, this is coming back to the war on birds, though. That human-bird war that we've been touching on from time yes. to time, yeah. this is like the ultimate power play uh, of the birds. Like, if we can't have this Earth, then let it be dust. Yeah. If we can't have this planet, no one can. Then the, I, then let the, the, the big burning star in the sky have it. I just so badly want to see the meeting of each leader of every kind of bird all getting together to vote on whether or not they should all hurl the earth into the sun. And there's something about that image that just makes me so happy. But you just know, to pi- see like the hawks and the the turkeys and well, turkeys don't fly. What a turkey! Yes, that's, wait, that's hold on. I'm, oh I shit! Talk about, yeah. Shit! 
Yes. Flightless birds. Yeah. Yes, Wait, flightless yeah. birds are going to, especially, can I hit you with our main ally in this quest? The Judas Iscariot for all bird kind is, of course, penguins. Penguins, penguins are like, I don't want yes. any, you want it, sorry, you want to throw it into the sun? That's the opposite temperature we like. <laughs> I like the chilies. Yes. So you're saying that, like, while all the flying birds are, like, tugging on this tree, there's going to be a bunch of ostriches down there, like, come on, guys. No. Come on, y'all. Come on. <laughs> Damn. The, they, they'll they'll the actually only- all be laying on their backs, flapping their wings up. Well, penguins, like, penguins will just be uh, mating nonstop. They're like, we got to make more penguins weigh this motherfucker down. <laughs> There's a penguin nature special narrated by David Tennant, um, and it's called like Spies Amongst the Nest or something. It's called Tuxedo where, Boys. It's called Tuxedo Boys, where they've put a bunch of uh, cameras disguised as penguins in amongst the penguins. And I bring this up because there are numerous, numerous times where some penguin will just try to mate with that camera. Fuck yeah. Like, Penguin, penguins is down. Penguins is down. down. I always say this. All dressed up and somewhere to go, which is inside of David Tennant's secret camera. <laughs> oh shit! I just realized in my office that I've been working out of for about three years now. There's a, a, a there's been a completely stationary penguin this entire time, and I've never asked any questions <laughs> about it. But I'm starting to think David Tennant is watching me do podcasting. Well, good don't, thing, don't react, only... Griffin. Don't ruin this. I think I'm going to try to make love to this camera. <laughs> the only thing that gives me peace about this scenario is if you do see the birds trying to pull this shit, and they will eventually. Someday. It's fine. Someday they will. The good news about it is you just throw a pack of captain's wafers up there, and they're going to forget the whole enterprise. <laughs> Dude, if you no! Threw, if you threw, hold the line! If you threw <laughs> one oyster cracker into that moss pit, they would fucking dissolve. <laughs> no problem. No problem at all. Uh, here's another question. A few weeks ago, I had a dream that an actor who I admire and think is attractive, Chris Evans, wanted to have sex with me. (laughs) The problem is, (laughs) the problem is I turned him down saying that I was waiting until marriage to, to Chris Evans. I have regretted this ever since. I don't have any sort of significant other that would have been cheating on by doing it with Chris Evans in my dream. And if Chris Evans himself actually asked me if I wanted to do it with him, I would definitely say yes. How can I rectify this terrible mistake? Awkwardly absent in Arkansas. Okay. Fuck, I good. am with this on so many levels because like I feel like once a week um I have a dream that is like a movie that is building up to something. In this case, your mind movie was a Chris Evans amateur pornographic film. Um, well, don't say but, amateur. You don't know what the quality it might have been. Very, I mean, fucking if Chris Evans is in it, it's definitely high budge. Okay, that's fair, Travis. Um, but I have a movie where I like find these fucking gloves that let me fly around and give me super strength. But the the mad inventor of these gloves needs me to train before he'll let me use them. And so I go into his secret lair and I fucking work my ass off just learning to use these power gloves. And then the fucking big metal doors open and I step outside like, all right, time to fight some. Hey, Griffin, the baby's crying. You need to wake up. And it's like, I just got the power gloves, though. Pretty Like, once a week, Rachel will wake me up because they'll be like, hey, can you go get the baby? And I'll be like, but but I just got the hover bike. I just got the hover bike. Just now. I Uh, I think the real real concern here that this person question asker didn't even address is the issue of what if you were dealing with, like, concurrent dreaming? And this was not just dream Chris oh Evans. Oh, my God, Travis. But, like, real Chris Evans was also having this dream, sharing this dream with you, and then Chris Evans woke up like, no. Oh, man. No. no. I would have liked to. I would have done <laughs> no. that. 
finally, I'd love to have sex. I'd love to know what sex feels like on my wiener for once. <laughs> just in once. The movie, I, Chris Evans. Sometimes in the movies, they make it pretend like we do, but I've never actually had the wiener feel of sex before. I just want to do sex once where I'm not wearing my trunks like I have to in the they movies. They make me wear my swim trunks when I make sex in the movies. And I, it's like I'm always curious about what if the trunks weren't there. What would happen if you tried to have sex? So, so Chris, it's time. Are you ready to have sex? Uh, yeah, let me just get my trunks and uh, we'll get right to it. Actually, Chris, you don't have to wear your trunks every time. <gasps> what? Wait, huh? Huh? I could do it without the trunks. Um, this is this is heartbreaking. I don't. And you, what's really a bummer is you can't get back into the Chris Evans sex situation. You can't get the hover bike. You can't always get. You can't always conjure up the gloves because sometimes you lay down like, all right, I'm gonna step back into my movie and I'm gonna start with the power gloves. It's a little cheat code, and then you close your eyes, and all of a sudden you're having sex with Chris Evans. You have to master lucid dreaming. That's it, uh, isn't it? That's the only the only thing now. Uh, here's a little factoid about the J-Man. I did kickstart. I am sort of on the forefront of this. Oh, man. Uh, I did kickstart. so a- rough. <laughs> what? I'm just like yeah, holding on to my fuck the arms of my chair in like preparation for this I- whack thing that you've kickstarted. I'm sort of on the forefront of this. Um, I did help to kickstart a lucid dreaming helmet where it's sort of a band that will help you to gain the ability to have uh, lucid dreams. It's called the Aurora. And I'm, I'm, I'm sort of on the forefront of this experimental technology. Uh, the, um, the one thing about it is that we did sort of get over that hump in late 2013. And I have oh, not shoot. gotten, I haven't gotten, I'm assuming it's still in testing because well, I have not received. You've got to be careful my, with a product like this. You don't want to give somebody like spooky dreams with the wrong head crystals, Justin. Just, Justin, mm. how do you know that you're not somewhere asleep wearing it right now? Oh my dreaming god, this, Justin. I'm just oh, a figment do of your shit, me. dude. This is all um, a dream, I, Justin. You can have sex uh, with Chris Evans whenever you, you want. So, sorry, Turn you, around. Sorry, you think you are a successful podcaster? Oh, God, how In West rich. Virginia? In West Virginia, <laughs> Justin, all of this is just a weird buffalo wing you ate. Don't you get it? <laughs> One thing is, I am reviewing the emails I've received about the Aurora over time, and the subject line has now changed from initially it was Aurora, the ultimate lucid dreaming tool, to the Aurora Dream Band, the ultimate sleep aid. So I am worried that maybe somewhere along the line they realized that lucid dreaming a, a, may have been a, flying too close to the sun. It's not just that. A sleep aid is the opposite of a lucid dreaming tool. It's a placid it's, dreaming. It's an extremely placid dreaming tool now. The next the next email you guys are just going to say, the Aurora headband, it kind of smells like lavender. You'll like yeah. it. <laughs> Uh, you can use it to cover your eyes. Okay, <laughs> that does. Ah, oh, dang. Ah, oh, dang. That does help. Uh, please, no one Google to find out how much that was. Uh, so <laughs> that is my work. actually legally. I'm putting a legal disclaimer on this. Please, please don't Google that. Okay, I was really into lucid dreaming at the time. All right, thank you. Did you ever pull it? Thank did you, you ever get good at it? I don't know, Griffin. I don't have the fucking help <laughs> band yet. 
Um, but I think they're going to fulfill. I have feel pretty good. It's been about four years now. I'm, I'm feeling good that that I'm gonna that we can't be that far away from this tech. Yeah, uh, one hundred and fifty dollars for the first early bird backers. Uh, one hundred and sixty for sure, the later I would have loved to get on at that level. One hundred and fifty early bird sounds pretty sweet. Um, and then I, I probably have it by now. Probably about two hundred dollars is probably what about J Dog spent on this. And let me look at this thing. I mean, it looks like a very shitty, very small Oculus Rift. So. <laughs> If you want, Justin, I could just paint the inside of some goggles black and sell it to you for 120 bucks. I could print out some fucking high-res glossy JPEGs of Chris Evans and just tape them onto some fucking scuba goggles and put those on your eyes every night for you to sleep. Uh, Actually, thanks, I could I just mean, probably I really pay, I could pay Chris Evans to come hang out with you for a while if you want. Yeah. Um, should we go to the money zone so you could recoup some of your lost sleep dream band finances? Yeah, let's head in. it now we're here hi, hi money zone hello um can i talk about me undies please yes. do um here's here's what's up with me undies i want you to i want you to look at take a, a personal inventory of your 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 wardrobe right now is something missing something missing in your beautiful wardrobe i bet these soft modal underwears are missing from your body uh, MeUndies are the best underwear that you can get. They deliver them right to your door. It's made of sustainably sourced micromodal. It's a fabric three times softer than cotton. It's literally all I wear now. I am fortunate yep. enough to have replaced all of my bad garbage underwear. Um, th- that's not true. I have one pair of boxers that I wear just because the whole... <laughs> just to remember the dark times. <laughs> just remember the dark time. But sh- sure enough, by the end of the day, those things are just soaking wet, and I don't know why, but not MeUndies. Um, guess what? Guess what, guys? You can save time what? and money each month by getting a monthly subscription to MeUndies. Uh, and they just, they send you the new MeUndies to your door, and they're made, they have fun prints, and they're really sexy and cute. Um, if you don't mm. want to, if you don't want a subscription, that's fine. You can still save, because MeUndies is offering you 20% off your first pair. Just visit our special URL, MeUndies.com slash brother and get 20% off your first pair. Go to your underwear drawer, upend it, throw all that trash in there away. And put it stuff that shit with MeUndies again. MeUndies.com slash my brother. Uh, go get go get twenty percent off your first pair. MeUndies.com slash my brother. You're gonna love it. I would like to tell you about a box of nature that I received. They just send you a bunch of pine cones. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, it's great. I think we've only made that joke eight times so far. You're talking about hey, nature box. Shut your shut your dick. <laughs> nature box is a longtime friend. Hey, of the huff show. my shorts, Travis. If you're gonna be a balls about it. <laughs> They make great snacks that actually taste great and are better for you. Hey, listen, I'm a bit of a snack monster from time to time, and I don't mean like a cute like Sesame Street, like, oh, me love snacks. I mean like, <coughs> my God, my God, what have you done Um, kind of snack monster. And when NatureBox came in my life, it presented me a snacking opportunity that didn't make me feel like shit for the rest of the day. Um, and I mm. really appreciate that from NatureBox. They make snacks that um, they uh, don't have – they're high-quality ingredients that are free from artificial colors, flavors, or sweeteners. Uh, so you don't have to feel bad about snacking. And they have lots of different options, sweet, savory, spicy – 
Um, lots of different things for any any snack preference you got. Um, and they've made their service even better. Now you can order as much as you want, as often as you want, with no minimum purchase required, and you can cancel any time. So right now, you'll save even more because NatureBox is offering our fans 50% off your first order when you go to naturebox.com slash mybrother. That's naturebox.com slash mybrother for 50% off your first order. It's a great deal for great snacks and good times, great country, NatureBox. NatureBox.com slash mybrother. It plays country music when you open it. Plays, plays country music um, that may or may not be DJed by our dad, depending on when you open it. Our dad's uh, a country music DJ. Yeah, I think I, folks I, get it if, at this point. Okay, because if they don't know that, what I have just said is even weirder than it is on the surface. Uh, uh, I want, I've want. got a personal message here. It's for Charlie, Nicole, Justin, and Brittany, and it's from Nelson. And there's an exclamation point, so that was the exact right reading. Thanks for introducing me to these good, good brothers. Our annual NOLA trip was a blast. Can't wait to do it again next year. Thank you, brothers. Well, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. Where was my invite? I would love to get down to NOLA and chill with Justin, y'all. Justin, do you think you're the Justin in this message? Uh, I did not go to NOLA. I have not been to NOLA. Oh, y'all, we got to get to uh, NOLA. We got to get to get NOLA. Hey, what would a NOLA show be like for us? Uh, like, we should do a NOLA show. Oh, hey, we God, should definitely yeah, we go should. and do a NOLA show, huh? Yeah. Hey, that should be. You know where else I want to do a show now? Because I was just there. Atlanta. Atlanta. That's a cool we can place. Hit, we yeah. knock those both out in one trip. Not a big deal. Not even a big deal. Can we also do one uh, in Savannah, or is that too close to Atlanta? Oh, I love that. Get down to Tybee. Get down yeah. to Tybee yeah, for a fucking just beach vacation bash. Get, get down to that island life. Um, I would love to do a fucking show with the beach in the background and just the waves behind me. Just like getting I'd powered by that. I'd love to do a show that. with the Beach Boys where I'm just playing drums for them. I would love to do that with the Beach Boys together. Yeah. I love that. Just us and the Beach Boys. <laughs> do it. What a better pairing could there be? Alexi. Alexi, are you listening? It's Whoa. me, Justin. I have a message for you, Alexi. It's from Allie, Ash, Ollie, and Natalie. Hey, Alexi. We all love you very much, and we wanted to wish you a happy birthday. Thank you for rolling into our lives and making us laugh about pooping your baby diaper while playing Fallout 4. We're so jazzed that a literal angel brought you to us with all the joy and support you've given us in just a few months. We love you, baby boy. That is so... Sweet, and that's for mm. Alexi. Is it so happy birthday, wait. Alexi? You, what is it? Hmm. Sometimes, sometimes, some crimes go slipping through the cracks. Do you think that this is for an actual baby? Hmm, yeah. Or all these just inside jokes for a grown person? I, you know, I hope um, not because uh, Fallout Four was rated by the Entertainment Software Review Board as being M for mature audiences because of graphic violence and probably cussing. And mm-hmm. if a ba- if a baby played it, it would literally ruin that it would literally ruin that baby. That baby that, would be yeah, worthless at that point. Because right from the beginning, if a baby was there when everybody's running around like, fuck a bomb yeah. it would be like, Whoa, hold on, baby shouldn't be hearing that and they'd be like, Fuck, all this radiation everywhere made these fucking ants so big and yeah. it would like and then the baby ant bites you that. in the torso and you just hacksaw ridge all over the place. You can't let a baby <laughs> see that shit. Are you easily confused by terms like cultural appropriation, cisgender, and woke? Or maybe you find yourself constantly explaining terms like these and you need a place to vent. 
Do you have a love for all things pop culture, social commentary, and politics? Sounds Sounds like like you you need Minority Corner. Corner. Where you can learn, laugh, and play. Sounds like Blue's Clues. Only it's more black, gay, and ladylike. James and Aneke will happily administer your weekly dose each and every Friday. You can listen on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. Minority Corner. With a K. Because the C was taken. This Yahoo was sent in by Rachel Sperling. Uh, game recognized game, Rachel Sperling. Thank you. It's by Yahoo Answers user uh, Al Kexis, who says, Is it weird... If two strangers had a mutual agreement to lean on each other on a plane. Lehan, you're on a long flight. Is it weird to ask the passenger sitting next to you before you take off if you could lean on them to sleep and they could lean on you? Would you take this offer? Well, no, because if you're both leaning on each other, you're getting only half the lean. Well, okay, hold on. So... Because you're for, you'd the, be forming an equilateral triangle where you want to do you want the isosceles you want to lean all the way over with them sitting at like a ninety they're straight up and down and you're leaning against them so you're getting maximum lean. Maybe you trade the, off. Maybe take turns leaning. How long is the flight? Like there are a lot of factors here. How how tall is the person? What angle are you going to be leaning at? You know what I mean? Are, is their head on top of your head? How poofy is their hair? How poofy is your hair? And then what there's accessory like? questions. Do they have padded shoulder pads that would be like a yes. comfy pillow for you to lay on? Big dangly earrings that might get caught in your beard. Do they have? Do they have <sighs> some sort of cheek stink that you don't want to be close to? Mm-hmm. The problem with this is I'm a fidgeter. Yeah, mm. I like to. F- what if I want? Uh, what if I uh, finish the game I'm enjoying on my on my Nintendo Switch, and I and I need not want I need to play some more Knights of the Old Republic on my iPad, okay. a, a very old video game that I'm currently enjoying. What what if I need to do that? Do I tell them like, excuse me, I have an important <laughs> announcement. Excuse me, I have some important news about our arrangement. It's um, changed. I the need, game has changed. Oh, that's the it, ultimate, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's lean on each other. I'll go first. And then you do it. <laughs> and then you're like, what are you doing? Excuse me. Flight attendant. Look at what this person's done to me. The fucking most brutal betrayal. I love that shit. I get uncomfortable if my elbow touches the other person's elbow. So I don't know. And let me be clear. Not because I have a problem with contact with another human being. I feel bad being in someone it makes me feel like shrek the ogre to like just go now which one is swamping through the world he's the big green one with the horns with like the his head it looks like trumpets and i feel bad moving through the world just putting my elbows against other people and saying this is my space now i'm taking this armrest i'm gonna lean on you and drool on your tweed coat but this makes me feel bad but but i want you to imagine you're on that flight to Hong mm-hmm. Kong, about 13 hours, you are wiped out. 13 hours is such a long time to be seated. And so you don't have this conversation with your neighbors because it would be uncomfortable. But then you look at the people in front of you and they are full-blown Bubba Gump pe- person TP together mm-hmm. with each other. And you think like, fuck, that looks nice. Because they're getting the best that sleep of their nice. lives touching a stranger and they're going to get to Hong Kong and they're going to be all refreshed and you are not because you were afraid to have this conversation. I had a wonderful moment. I think it was when I was flying back from Portland. Um, the, 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 you know, 
it was near the end of the boarding process, and there was a seat. It was a three-across seat, and I was at the window, uh, and my neighbor was in the middle seat, and no one was in the aisle seat. And what I realized through uh, body language, both of us were just staring at the door. Oh. And as soon as the flight attendant closed the door and that seat was still empty, like they were in the aisle seat a nanosecond later without oh. any – and we didn't communicate about it. It was not like if that seat stays open, we we take this seat and we share it. Half is your empty space and half it. Like they did it. And all I wanted to do was turn towards them and be like, yes, you've done it. You saw it. Thank you. It was just such an amazing where it's like there are good people in the world. There are still there good people in the kindness. world. Yes. Um, I got to yeah. read this Yahoo answer response from Bluebell BKK, who says, I once traveled with a man I didn't know, but who turned out in preliminary conversation to be the friend of a friend of mine. Why is it that people on Yahoo answers talk like they're from another fucking planet? <laughs> in preliminary conversation. Um, uh, he was at the window. I was on the aisle and there was an empty seat between us. We agreed that we would both put our feet up on the spare seat for extra comfort and not worry if our legs happened to touch. We traveled comfortably for the six-hour flight. How did this convo go down? Um, I'm going to put my feet up, and you can do it too. And listen, odds are <laughs> my gams, your pegs, going to touch. Gonna we, touch. we might You're... hit some turbulence, and it might just become a leg milkshake. We might have a and... little calf-to-calf contact. Is that going to be cool with you? Cool. It's cool. It's it, it, it's cool with me. Uh, if it's fine with you, let me know. A little calf to calf. That's good. T- that's that's a good an touch. unfair deal for the person on the aisle. Because if you're against the window, you can lean your back against the window and put your feet up in the seat. But if you're in the aisle, you're just like leaning into the aisle to put your feet up. Ready to get your head touched by butts and genitals nonstop over and over well, again. And just be killed by the drink cart. Decapitated by a drink cart. The aisle should be the only seat on an airplane. There shouldn't be other seats that aren't. I do not understand people with a window preference on an airplane. Mm -hmm. Why is your preference, to, especially if your flight is longer than 45 minutes long, I cannot fathom being locked in a human prison. Just a huge. Hey, you know how much you like social interactions? How would you like to be forced to have two of them? So you and and the and everyone knows that you're going to take a shit. Like, and now you, you enjoy to, that. You have to time it out and anticipate the person it's coming out to, of the bathroom. The brutal part. Yeah. I because I, if happened, you make it to the aisle and someone has just stepped in the bathroom, you have to sit back down in the most sheepish. Like, well, I guess I missed it. I was three deep in the window on my flight back from, from oh. New York on Friday. Three oh. deep on the window and. And I immediately recognized this was a problem for me and where I'm at as a person on Earth today. I sat down, put on that good Delta screen. I turned around, saw saw what movies. Oh, Fantastic Beasts and How to Get All of Them. Fucking great. (laughs) Tuned in. (laughs) How to catch them all. And the whole time I'm watching Eddie Redman do do his business um, (laughs) and collect all these wonderful beasts, the whole time I'm thinking like, Piss sounds pretty good right about now. And so I had to ask these people, one of whom had a bottle of wine that they just opened and it sat out on their tray, and the other one was doing important work on their laptop that they had set out on the tray. I was like, hey, I need to uh, disrupt both of your guys' whole shit for like um, 10 minutes. And don't get comfortable, because you know I'm going to be coming back. And so I did my business. I came back to sit down to enjoy Eddie Redman. And I'm not kidding. Like I put the earbuds back in my ears, and I pressed play on the movie. And almost instantly, I started panicking about like, 
I know I'm going to need to piss again before this flight is up. And it's all I could think about. Like, I just watched Colin Farrell do his acting up on the screen and Eddie Redman do his thing up on the screen. And the whole time I'm like, I wish I could enjoy this Beast Capture movie. But the whole time it's just like, when's that next piss going to come? And sure enough, it did. And I had to be like, I'm so sad. One person was like building a, a, a model ship on their fucking thing. And one of them was painting like an anime mech model. And I was like, I need you to d- put all the caps back on your mini jars of acrylic paint so I can go take my second piss in a an hour <laughs> three deep in the window oh. dude never again uh, uh, <laughs> shit can we all disagree um, can we agree from now on if the person yeah. in the window seat gets up to go to the bathroom everybody fucking mad had a tea party Wait. change places scoot one seat over rotate oh shit that's good if you have to get right. up to go to the bathroom, then you've earned the ILC because you've proven yourself the like the the bathroom user of the group. Yeah. I'm the worst. I would be the worst person on like a red. Like I would never want to be next to me on a red eye because if I'm on a red eye flight, I'm going to sleep. That's a whole production. Like the mo- I'm in one. I'm in the aisle and then I'm full like sensory deprivation chamber, wrapping myself in blankets. Mask fucking, on, noise canceling. You're fucking like, eleven floating in the saltwater tank. Like, <laughs> right? You are not getting sh- shit. Your pants. You're not getting past. Shit me. your pants. I'm in the upside down. Fuck off. No way. <laughs> I I can't sleep on a plane. So if you're next to me on a red light, you'll just hear me occasionally go. Ah! <laughs> oh, I hate this. Um, I hate this so much. And enough airplane humor. I think. What's the deal with the food? Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's our airplane jokes. Today, I texted my partner to pick up cat litter while she was out. Only problem is, I didn't text her. I texted the service department at the dealership where my car is being repaired. Uh, I there's a reason for this. This too long to read. I may or may not have included several poop emojis. They replied asking what brand. <laughs> then, after I tried to laugh it off with a lol whoops, they doubled down and said they would go get the cat litter for me. I haven't responded, and I'm supposed to pick up my car tomorrow, and I'm terrified that they'll bring it up. Or worse, maybe they did get the litter. Should I say yes to their offer? Oh my God. Should I just cut my losses and forget about my car? <laughs> Please help. That's from Scooping Scat in St. Petersburg. Wow. That's a good car That's dealership, a very though. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's not. Because they spent, what, $6 on this box of cat litter, and you come in to pick it up, and then you buy, for the rest of your life, you continue to buy your $20,000 automobile. This is a very small investment. I'm surprised they don't do shit like this more often. Like, I never got a text from my Volkswagen dealership like, hey, sorry, we lied to you, and uh, <laughs> oops, you're going to have to go through a bunch of stuff. Um, can we bring you some hot dogs? I would fucking, <laughs> yeah, that'd be great, actually. Bring it on by. Here's if I I I relate to question asker in this because because my thought if somebody was like no we'll get it all I can think is like okay that's what you say but are y'all just like sitting in like the repair bay just fucking laughing your faces off at how stupid I am and I'm gonna roll up and you're all you're gonna be all smiles and you're gonna hand me my you know tidy cat or whatever but I'm gonna like. What am I? I'm going to say thank you and be grateful to you while you just cackled about how dumb I was to send you this text. And like, I won't know and you won't say, and it'll be kind of weird. But what if I show up and it's not there? Do I be like, hey, where's where's, where's my, my phone? You can't roll up to a, any sort of car dealership and be like, where's my cat later? 
It's like, what are you? T- <laughs> this is a car dealership. My cat's been holding her piss for twenty four hours, just waiting for this. My apartment That's reeks of piss and shit. Where's my cat litter? Like, this is a Mazda dealership. I would be so worried that they would get the wrong, even if it's the right brand, they wouldn't mm-hmm. get the exact right. My babies are very particular mm. about their their uh, their Doctor Elsley's cat attract that they enjoy uh, using, <laughs> and I really would not want to trust. I can't find it in um, local stores, oh. if you know what I mean. I can't find it in uh, the big box, some of the big boxes, because my babies are very particular I'll about where what they do, I do their thing. Here's what I do. <laughs> yes, Here's Travis. my kitty so yes, Tra- yes, Travis, please tell me what you do, Travis, because I Thank would, you. I, I don't, I no longer want to continue talking about what I do Thank you, in Justin. the funny joke way. My I'd like, kitty I'd love, I'm, the one thing I was hoping uh-huh. while yes. I was talking about that is, fuck, I hope Travis has something to tell me about cat litter because yes. I am just mid-sentence and I can't, I don't know how to finish it. What, well, what are people putting in a sentence? Good news, Well, the I one do. thing, Trav, I really well, was hoping that you would, just Imagine my, relief. <laughs> Imagine my relief that my uh-huh. brother Travis was there to help me out of the sentence You're I was welcome. in. You are welcome. I was a few I'm glad I could help in. you. I'm what glad was I, next? Could, I could alley-oop this ball for you. An I interjection? Could. I had no idea. Spike. So happy that Travis is here to deliver me. So please, I'm all ears, Travis. I get the tidy cat, the, the one with the black lid that is like multiple cat strength. Even though I only have the one pretty tiny cat, because, and I don't know why everyone doesn't do this, I don't want to smell my cat's piss and shit. (laughs) So why wouldn't I get the one that's four times as powerful at masking odors as the basic one? Because your fucking cat lowers their, your cat lowers their bung a little bit too much into that (laughs) stuff and it just dissolves. They are corroded. (laughs) What are you talking about? I don't understand why everybody just doesn't get nuclear waste for their cats to shit in that the cat will essentially (laughs) dissolve in as soon as it looks or touches it. What are you talking about? I tried to do lavender scented once, and the cat was not fucking having it at all. She was like, hey, this is my shit dirt. What are you doing? Do you think that I, a cat out in nature, would just find some lavender sand? Come on. I'm going to exercise my I'm, I'm exercising my veto power right now. Because mm-hmm. I want to hear about where Justin gets his fancy cat litter for his babies. <laughs> take that, well, take I that, can- rewind it back. Uh, in 2014, I kickstarted um. a brand new kind of cat litter. I'm still waiting. It's not here yet, but it. They say it's very good for cats, and it well, helps lucid them dreaming. have lucid dreams. Yeah, lucid dreaming litter. And, <laughs> um, see, this is why it's good sometimes when Travis interrupts me because then I had time to think of that very funny joke. <laughs> It wasn't. E- sorry, sorry, listeners. That one wasn't true. <laughs> you just got zinged by a J man j- joke. Joking J man, the jokester. Jokes is back in the room. He was actually in the corner the entire time. He slipped in while Travis so rudely interrupted me. As he That's often why does. That's why I did it. I covered for him. Mm. That's what. Thanks, I, jokes. I have to say non funny things for a couple minutes so jokes can like have a sip of his coffee and like put his paper down. And, like, really just sit there for a minute and think about, and then he hands a note card to Justin with, like, kitty litter that facilitates lucid dreaming on it. Yeah, yeah. And Justin's like, thank you, Jokes, and Jokes just kind of nods and then leaves. Jokes has been kind of a prima donna lately. Like, I think we're, like, a, we've we've hit a certain level of notoriety that Jokes feels like they can sort of um, 
they can kind of they can kind of push us around a little bit, sort of like uh, uh, like the Friends cast. You know what I mean? Like I'm not fucking stepping foot into the studio for less than twenty G's. Mm. Um, can I read this Yahoo? Yeah, please. It's from Maddie Miller. Thank you, Maddie. It's from Yahoo Answers user. They are anonymous, but I'll call him Ross. Asks, am I allowed to hold dance classes in the sewer? I want to start teaching contemporary dance and was wanting to teach it in an area that's private so my students wouldn't feel embarrassed. But I can't afford to rent a building and thought the sewers would be a great place to hold the classes at. I just wanted to know if you are allowed to do it. This wow. isn't real. There's no way. I'm sorry. I Sometimes people get a little rambunctious on oath answers and they say things that I don't think are true. And to me, I think this is a joke. There is... One scenario in which this might be real, Justin. This person... Uh, THU Ninja Turtles dance classes. No, but also that. But this person, they're thinking, oh, when I hold these underground dance classes, and then maybe they watch that scene from Guys and Dolls. Yes. And would they have the craps game in the sewer in the biggest fucking, like, pipe distribution. Coolest sewer ever. Yeah, and they're like underground dance classes underground of course let me hit you with three arguments three arguments one is free real estate down there it's the sewers and you don't have to worry about it it's the sewers and you don't have to worry about it can i go open up a manhole cover and just go subterranean and like i'm cool i'm cool down there right nobody's gonna what are you doing hey what are you doing in the sewers it's like it's the sewers it's the sewers i'm just down here Am I not allowed to be down here? It's just like a sidewalk underground. It's the sewers. Let me keep doing my dance class. Number two, contemporary dance. Justin, you're telling me the sewers is not a dope-ass place? You're telling me fucking Travis Wall has not fucking choreographed a sewer-based dance? You're out of your mind. Of course he has. Number three, all that tapping and shuffling is going to sound pretty good echoing down those long, long sewer hallways, whatever those are called. So I think maybe go fuck yourself. Here's the thing, Justin. Justin, you might not understand this, but there are two things that legally no one owns, and that is the sky and the sewers. Yes. Nobody owns the sewers. They've just always been there. They've always been there. Carrying our ship, carrying our ship for us, waiting for me to do my cool dances in it. So, Justin, your rebuttal about how this is a fake joke, please. Now that I think about it, it would be pretty great to be doing all of my moves. Uh-huh. And then when the, the choreographer's like, where did you learn steps like that? I look at him all haughty and I'm like, the sewer. Yeah. That's where I got it. Of course. Now, so I will say this. You're doing your step ball change. And you ball change into a human turd. <laughs> <laughs> this End of is, dance. This is, End of career. This is not ideal. This is not ideal. Travis Wall would be like, why did you fall down? And be like, Travis, I have a pretty good reason for this one. <laughs> Nigel, for, Nigel, for, Nigel, not Nigel Farage. Nigel, Lith, Nigel Lithgow. Thornberry. Nigel Thornberry is like, it was a good dance until you totally stepped on and hacksaw ridged that turd, that human turd all over the place. And it was rough stuff. It was really Listen, rough. Until, I, me, nine I out of ten. And Paulo, I love your style. I love your moves. It does constantly look like you're on high alert to step in human dookie. <laughs> Paul is like, I kind of like when you made the turd explode by dancing, stepping on it really hard. 
I kind of liked it. It was very evocative. It added to Travis's choreography in a really uh, point. I'm here. I'm here for my audition. Oh, good. Come on in. It's going to be great, isn't it? Yes, it's going to be very good. The one thing is to help me get comfortable. I was wondering if I could spread uh, human feces and McDonald's wrappers all over the floor of this place, so I can do the dancing good. Because that's how I hit my marks. Of course. Of course. Of, of course. course. Why would you even ask? <laughs> We this respect is a, your this art. Is, yes, this is dance. <laughs> That's oh, my favorite geez. scene in Center Stage, by the way, that where they teach that class about how to hit your your poop marks. Mm. I've seen Center Stage way too many times in my life. It doesn't sound um, like you actually have maybe at all. Oh, it's yeah, been a maybe while. not even once. It's yeah. been a while. I, t- I have a hard time remembering if there's a scene where they dance on turds or not. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the director's uh, cut. Um, I wouldn't Google that, folks. That's gonna lead you down to the dark rabbit holes. It, just leave that as a mystery for the ages. Oh, dark um, rabbit holes is another good place to teach dance. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Hey, rabbits, clear out. Time to boogie. <laughs> um, that I think let's call it there. Yeah, let's say that that's an entire episode of our our podcast program. Uh, thank you so much for for listening to it. We very much appreciate you, and uh, we we always do. Uh, here's one we haven't asked about in a while. If if you enjoy our program and you would like to help other people enjoy it, one of the best ways you can do that is uh, go to iTunes and find our podcast and leave us a, a rating and ideally a review if you enjoy the program because a lot of like podcast visibility is, is determined by that. And um, – a bunch of y'all have been kind enough to do that recently. Um, but if you, if you have not done that, uh, it would really, it would really be great if you would, uh, if you would do that. I'm just going to tell a few recent people. Uh, uh, Ali P said, fun show. Godaway Carson said, I didn't like it, but now I pay for it. So I don't know what that is. Ha ha zombies. Good goose from some good boys. A lot of great reviews in there. If you could uh, leave us one of those, that would just be, the best. Thank you so much. Um, I want to thank uh, John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use of our theme song, It's a Departure, off the album Putting the Days to Bed. Um, I say this every week, but it really is fucking super, super good. I was listening to some non-It's a Departure tracks off that album the other day, and um, it's just front to back. It's all bangers. Uh, I want to do a quick... Put, we're on the MaximumFun.org network. Uh, I want to do a quick plug for one of the shows on the network that has been crushing it lately called We Got This... Uh, where they try to settle a debate. Very recently, you could hear uh, Ted Leo talk about the best breakfast cereal and uh, uh, Weird Al Yankovic talk about the best Monty Python song. Like, I'm, come I'm, on. I'm also on an episode. Me uh, okay. and Ben Blacker uh, talk about Batman or Superman. I am Team Superman, and I get real ganged up on by Mr. Gagliardi and Mr. Blacker. It is an unfair show. For liars and cheats and swindlers, um, uh, but it's a great it's a great program. So go go listen to We Got This. Um, if you want to find all the shows that McElroy's work on, uh, we have a website called McElroyShows It also has our PO box mailing addresses, uh, email addresses, and I also I realized that with all those shows we do, it might get a little confusing. So I made a handy dandy weekly schedule of uh, like release uh, what day of the week shows come out on, so you can tell people and direct them towards that. Um, if that might be helpful to you, um, McElroyShows.com. Uh, let's see. Oh, Jonah Ray is going to be on the show 
Um, you probably know him from a bunch of stuff, but mostly, uh, he has recently, uh, starred in the new Mystery Science Theater 3000 reboot, uh, which is awesome, and I have watched a bunch of episodes and thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, so if you have questions for him, we know that one of his topics is going to be zombies and zombie-related questions. Um, we'll probably have additional topics, uh, that we will tweet about, but if you're thinking about zombie-related questions, go ahead and email those in now. Um, and just put Jonah somewhere in the subject line. Um, what else? Oh, oh, oh. And start getting in your questions for the Austin live show uh, in a month. Yeah. So if you've got those mm. questions, start sending them in with Austin live show in the subject. I'm going to be doing uh, this Thursday. Uh, I'm going to be at the Columbus Podcast Festival doing. Uh, we're doing Still Buffering, Quarter Pointed, and uh, uh, Sawbones. Uh, on Thursday at the Columbus Podcast Festival. So come on out. Come uh, just Google that and you'll find the the place to buy a ticket. Tickets are not bad. They're like $10. It's a two-night event, but if you it's $10 for one night, $20 for, for two nights. So um, come on out. That's going to be fun. Uh, do y'all want a final? Yes. Th- yes. This final Yahoo was sent in by Morgan Davy. Keep it wavy. Morgan Davy. It's by Yahoo Answers user. Sorry, something's gone wrong. But we'll call them Charles. Charles asks... Um, hmm, uh, is there a clean version of Tub Thumping by Chumbawamba? <laughs> <laughs> My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. They do say piss a this, lot in that one. This has been My Brother, My Brother, Me. Kiss your dad. Square on the lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. So the 2017 Max Fun Drive was a huge success. Thank you so much to everyone who joined or upgraded during the drive and to all of our amazing monthly members. To celebrate, we're giving our $10 and higher monthly members the chance to buy additional enamel pins with the profits going to our friends at the Los Angeles Regional Food Bank. What? Yeah. The sale runs April 26th through May 3rd, and it's your last chance to get your hands on these sweet pins. $10 monthly members should receive a link and a code in their email on April 26th, so keep an eye on your inbox and get your denim jacket ready. For more information, visit MaximumFun.org pins. And thank you again.